Hi, everyone. My name is Christopher Bruce. I'm a marital and family law attorney in Palm Beach County, Florida with the Bruce Law Firm. And today I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by Lisette San Giovanni. She's a psychotherapist on the island of Palm Beach. And today we're going to talk about something that I think is really important. And it really comes down to how to get excited about your future life after moving on from a toxic relationship by developing a vision for that life, even when it's hard. Uh, so, um, Lisette, thank you so much for being part of this, for taking the time to do this. Um, we're actually recording this time. We had a practice run. We didn't know um, uh, we'd record it again. Um, but thank you very much. And um, maybe just introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about uh, your background and practice, and we'll get into the topic. Thank you for having me, Christopher. And so, hello, everyone. My name is Lisa Sanjivani, and I'm a psychotherapist in private practice at the Relationship Institute of Palm Beach. I work with individuals and um, couples, and um, my main therapeutic approach is imago therapy, and I also utilize other modalities such as CBT, DBT, as well as attachment theory. Um, my areas of focus are um, anxiety, depression, um, trauma and PTSD, codependency, um, relationship issues, as well as narcissistic abuse. Right, and as Liz said, I, I think for, you know, one of the things we've, we've talked about in the past is that, you know, our clients um, sometimes can be, when, when they're moving on from a toxic relationship, maybe they've been involved with you know, somebody on the narcissistic you know, spectrum or somebody who has those types of traits, it can just be an overwhelming thing to even know where to start um, in terms of moving on and, and trying to think of or, or develop a, a vision of, of being happy. And for people in those situations, I mean, what's, what's your best advice on if they're going to do anything, what, what's, what's that first step they should take um, right now? I think I would like to answer this question in twofold um, because um, choosing to end a toxic relationship, um, it does, you know, it is a process. And so at first you want to be able to set boundaries that are aligned with your um, mental and emotional well-being. Um, and boundaries are important to set because it allows you to empower yourself and empower your needs. And um, not, you know, engage in that um, toxic cycle of trying to either break free or um, end that toxic relationship. And the second piece to that is to go no contact. And so going no contact means having zero communication with your ex. Um, so I always encourage my clients, um, no form of communication um, through text, through email, or even through social media. Um, I do recognize um, in my experience that that, rec that recommendation um, doesn't, uh, it's not a one size fits all. So when you consider, yeah. um, you know, clients who are either co-parenting or own a business together or, you know, work with their ex, um, that recommendation is not possible. So I think under these circumstances, keeping a dialogue that's specifically related to the needs, for example, of the children or of the business is very um, vital to really maintain some good boundaries. And um, what I find in my experience in working with clients is that 
their ex-partner uh, will attempt to push those boundaries. And so I think it's important to be able to recognize um, when your boundaries are being pushed and to disengage in that communication. Um, that's going to prevent you from getting sucked into a, a vortex of futile negotiations that are just going to lead to conflict. And I guess is, and I, I can tell you right now, I mean, I think that's from just what I see, which might be at a different phase of the person's journey. Um, you know, I'm a divorce lawyer and, you know, when they get to me, they've hopefully already been, you know, working with you or somebody with your credentials um, already long before. But uh, that no contact can really, um, I think, make the difference, at least at the stage that I see people at, um, you know, for, I guess, um, these people, they're, they're starting to cut off the con um, contact, um, and they're starting to, I guess, get to the point of where they can, you know, um, start to think about, okay, well, what do I even want now? I know I, I need to, to get away from this person, and I'm starting to, to do that. Um, what's or how important, I guess, is it just from your perspective as a, a therapist for um, people in these circumstances to start to develop a vision of what they want their life to be like? Absolutely. And it, there's a lot of pain that individuals experience in a toxic relationship. And there's a lot, you know, a lot to endure. Um, so while the saying goes that time heals everything, um, you are truly grieving that decision to move forward. Um, so to help that uh, vision, um, I do encourage my clients to write a letter to their future self, um, explore the current challenges that they're experiencing in present day and how they see themselves overcoming those challenges, how they would like to um, develop a healthier sense of their selves. And that you know primarily focuses on self-esteem and self-worth. I guess when, you know, the, these clients are really starting to get specific about um, coming up with a, a vision for the, the rest of um, their life, or at least the next phase of it, um, because at least with my clients, I, I tell them, look, I mean, you have to envision what, what you want to be happy. And, you know, if you, you don't know where you're going, how, how are you going to, you know, get there. Um, and when I'm, I'm talking through things, usually um, more on the legal side of stuff with my um, clients, I tell them, look, if they're stuck, at least try to think about things that you should stop doing, that you want to start doing, and that you want to keep doing. But I'm a divorce lawyer. Um, you're um, a therapist, I think, with a lot more experience and training and, and working with people on getting excited about the next parts of their life, um, you know, what, what advice do you give to the people that are listening to this on things they should be thinking about and, and trying to put into, you know, the, you know, their, their vision for the next, um, you know, phase of their life, um, hopefully a happier one. Yes. And in any relationship, uh, we push apart sides of ourselves and some of the things we love to do tend to slip away. So I do, try to work with my clients to envision how they would like to reinvent themselves. I think that's truly the first start. Um, rediscovering old interests and maybe also developing new interests. Um, that could be taking a hobby, volunteering. Um, I also think because in a toxic relationship, um, individuals tend to isolate 
for a multitude of reasons. And that isolation does create, you know, sometimes a wedge between your friends and family. And so um, focusing on spending quality time with close friends and family is important as well. Um, as well as in my experience, I have a lot of clients who uh, want to start a new phase in their life and they either further their education or maybe um, change careers as well. Um, I also think um, traveling um, when permitted, but maybe uh, a staycation, um, just getting out of your current surroundings and really um, just developing a mindset of, you know, not being, um, not being cooped up at home and just change of scenery so you can start to um, envision what life could be like. And you know, I encourage my clients to also journal through this experience as well, because that's very therapeutic um, and being able to reference back where they are in their current life, but how they can envision what it would look like once they do heal from this toxic relationship. I, I know moving on from these relationships is such a hard thing to do. If you've been, you know, wrapped up with, you know, an abusive person and somebody's a, a narcissist or, you know, just, just somebody that's mean, um, it can feel, especially if it's been a long relationship, even in short ones, um, it you just can kind of, it's, it's hard to, to move on um, and, and just be you know, get the excitement about, you know, the next phase of your life. And I, I think you and I probably look at these people thinking that, you know, there's so much opportunity. There's so, so much they can do. They can be, get to such a better place and we just want them to, to get there. But it's, it's hard um, when you've been put down for so long. And it's a, you know, you may have even already mentioned one of these things, but if somebody's listening to this and they're identifying what we're talking about as maybe being them, and there is one thing they were to do to, try to um, envision or get excited about the, the next part of their life. I mean, what would you tell them if they could pick one, one thing? I think uh, first realizing that you're much more than your relationship and really um, allowing yourself to be free from that toxic relationship. Um, getting excited about connecting with yourself, your dreams and your aspirations. Um, as well as uh, valuing your time in, in your space um, and not being so consumed in that toxic relationship. I think most importantly, um, as that journey continues, um, also getting excited about a fresh chance at healthy love. That's, I think, great advice. And um, I guess I got, got one more special question where maybe this is a, a situational one for the time we're doing this in, in the middle of the uh, the pandemic, or actually, hopefully it's not the middle, maybe it's the end of the pandemic. Um, but just practically, um, you know, as we're, we're going through this, I mean, you and I are even in separate uh, spots as we're doing it. Um, do you have any practical um, advice that you can share for people, um, you know, looking to try to maybe develop their, their social relationships or some of the things that you're talking about, or at least stay on the right track towards being a happier person when everything's shut down. Some people can't even leave their house due to health reasons. Uh, I mean, any, any special tips for right now that um, you'd like to share? Yes. And I, I think 
you know, this pandemic has taken an emotional toll on most of us. So when you couple that with social distancing, quarantining and self-isolation, a lot of people, um, you know, reflect on, you know, connection and um, are thinking about their life, life being very stagnant. And so what happens is, is that in a time of crisis, we tend to revert back to um, things that give us comfort. So uh, I do find that in my experience during this pandemic, some of my clients have um, had a desire to reach out to their ex. And while this is um, a normal, uh, excuse me, not a normal time, um, I do think that reaching out to an ex-partner um, does have a lot of emotional consequences. So while you may think it's a good idea or an opportunity to have a conversation for clarity, um, I think it's important to remember that your ex um, was the same person that he or she was before that pandemic. Um, so try not to forget the circumstances that led to the breakup. And I think um, developing a support system um, to be able to get you through those moments when you might feel lonely or a sense of vulnerability, reach out to a family member or a close friend and uh, just talk to them and have their support um, so that you don't go back and have a setback um, in your progress of healing from your toxic relationship. I, I think that's uh, great advice, and it's the type of thing that, you know, somebody who's a professional in, in this type of area is, is going to think of, but most people, I, I think they they might not, and um, I, I guess that kind of brings me to something I want to, um, you know, wanted to ask you about. I mean, you and I met because, you know, I'm a divorce lawyer, and, and you're a therapist, and we kind of work with, um, you know, the same types of people at different phases of, I think, their, their healing. Um, but um, how how do you help people in this process? I, I I always try to get our clients to go you know see somebody who's professionally trained like you to to help them get excited about the rest of their life and navigate what can be a really hard process to um, you know have the courage to to move on from. But maybe you could talk for a minute on you know how how does how how do you work with people in these situations and help them. Yes, and a lot of the times when um, I do work with clients, um, they haven't ended their toxic relationship, and there could be many reasons. Um, one of them being that they're struggling to end their relationship, and so I think joining clients along their journey and um, helping them recognize how the relationship is detrimental to their mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Um, I think it's also important to be able to support the client through that process because you are grieving and what that grief looks like and the struggles in trying to um, recognize, hey, I need to move forward from this relationship. Well, that's a process in itself. And my clients, in my experience, tend to cycle through those grieving process, whether it's the denial, bargaining. Um, it does take time to be able to recognize that it's not a healthy relationship. How do I start working on myself to realize that this relationship is not serving a healthy purpose in my life. 
And so to walk alongside a client in that journey and begin that grieving process is um, all important aspects to be able to be explored and processed. And I guess, um, you know, maybe for the people that are listening to this and they're really identifying with um, what you're saying um, and feeling that maybe you might be able to help, if uh, you could just talk for a moment um, about um, you know, what you and your colleagues do to help people, kind of the, the different areas of focus. I know I had the pleasure with uh, my wife and law partner to, to meet you all on the island of Palm Beach and see your office and, and hear about it. But I want to tell everyone else, so who better than you? Maybe I'll talk on that for a moment if you can. Great, thank you. And so um, we are um, a team of three and we provide relationship uh, counseling to couples, individuals and family. Um, we all do have various clinical trainings from Imago therapy, uh, CBT, DBT and EMDR. And so we help our clients cultivate a connection and understanding of self. And so this process is explored through inner work, um, which is a psychological practice of really diving deep into your inner self. And the purpose of that is for self-exploration, self-understanding, um, to move to a place of healing as well as transformation. And um, I guess for the, the people that are listening to this, um, and again, we're um, with Lisette San Giovanni. Um, she's a psychotherapist on the island of Palm Beach. Um, what's, what's the best way for people to uh, get in touch with you? We'll put it up on the video and in, in the show notes, but uh, if you maybe could say that now, also anybody listening can uh, write it down or see it on the screen. Um, so visit our website. So it's www.relationshipspb.com. And on our website, you can submit um, an online form um, and just basically provide just some details and what you would like to work on in counseling. And what one of us will do is reach out, um, set up a consult, uh, 10 to 15 minutes, um, get to answer any questions you may have and get you set up for an appointment. Well, thank you um, so much for giving that information and uh, for being part of this uh, twice. Uh, I wish we had the forgotten recording. Somebody didn't press, press play, but um, thank you so much uh, for today for um, being part of this. I, I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.